Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. Welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Wright. And I'm your other sometimes host, Matt Scalina. Again, the energy level between the two of us, I feel, is slightly different, but hey, that's a nice thing. <laughs> well, it's all the practice. You'll notice that I didn't go with that big and for about 30 seconds <laughs> leading up there, so I thought it was... You're, you're creating your own brand here. Well, I like it. You know you know what it is? It's funny. Like, like You listen to yourself, and we hear the edits of this show before it goes out. And you don't realize sort of how you sound like and how repetitive you are. I put so much emphasis on words. I frustrate myself listening to myself. <laughs> like, it's like, come on, Corey, get your act together. You're like, stop emphasizing all the time words. I, you know what? I don't listen to these anymore. Uh, but when I did, I found like, yeah, it's like the most annoying guy in the room is clearly me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, every, everything, if you listen to every episode, my answer is phenomenal. Like, can I not, is the dictionary lost? Like, do I not just Google a different word? It could have been the worst one at phenomenal. Like, <laughs> right on. Well, well, who do we got on the show this week, Corey? We have Brian Pillbeam, who is the vice president of Invictus Properties in Kamloops. And we talk Kamloops, the emerging market of Kamloops. We, you know, you posed a really good question to him about how. You know, how does Kamloops and Kelowna compare and how do they differ? Because a lot of people put them side by side, yet they're radically different. Right. And he talks all about you know, what's happening. They have a phenomenal project. There I go again. Downtown Kamloops, the Hive, which is, I think, four or five office buildings, state-of-the-art, brand new office buildings coming in. And we're very, very pleased to be one of the, the incoming tenants for the property with our sixth brokerage office in Kamloops there. But this is, the Hive is transforming downtown Kamloops perfect location in the heart of everything. And I think based on the leasing and sales success they've had already, and Brian talks a little bit about this on the episode, is the type of tenants, law firms, major, major, I think engineering firms, commercial real estate. Yeah, we're, we're, Major we're, commercial yeah. real estate players. We, we, are, we are like the bottom of the list of the incoming tenants. Like we're not, we don't, they don't even put our name on the guess who's coming list yeah. because that's how good the tenants are. BDC, dental law firm like it just goes to show you the market demand for this product in that area and the rapidly changing community of Kamloops is growing the business community is growing I mean it, it, he goes on and on and on which is great so it's, it's a great episode really really unpacks what's going on up there yeah there a few things stuck out to me here with the conversation one it's just a great overview of of what's going on in Kamloops when Brian talks about the difference between Kelowna and Kamloops one of the things he cites is the is the brutal traffic of Kelowna, which I said to you after. I was in Kelowna earlier this year, and that was my one comment to my wife as we were leaving. Can you imagine living in a place with no traffic like this? And apparently this is, so imagine Kamloops. I, I, I can't relate because it takes me an hour and a half to get to the office, an hour and a half home. In an upcoming episode, we have Jeff Brown, from our, who's our team leader in Kelowna. And I remember having a conversation with him one day, and he sounded very frustrated on the phone. He was complaining how it's taken him five minutes to go like 12 blocks. <laughs> And I'm thinking those 12 blocks in Vancouver, that's half a day. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, Brian does comment about that, how in Kamloops you can get anywhere in five or 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's a, it's a great conversation. You know, one thing this makes me think about just sitting in traffic is that these guys probably don't have the same 
podcast regime that we have because we're you know constantly in our cars yep. and constantly sitting there trying to take our mind off of not moving. I got a recommendation. I don't know if this is going to go over with the listeners of this podcast or not, but it's a fantastic podcast that I don't think a lot of people will be listening to. Before we go there, I just want to ask, have you listened to more than one episode? Because the last recommendation you made, or maybe <laughs> yeah, Adam had made it, cost me $80 to Jeff Bezos on Yellowstone. And I, I still, to this day- I will stand by his Yellowstone now that I've okay. finished it. Okay. Okay. We'll let you make the recommendation. Then. Okay. I am actually in season two, which just started this podcast. Huge, huge fan. It is called Our Thing with Sammy the Bull Gravano. And this is, so just, I'll just spell this out to you because I was telling you about this and you, I don't think you were sold at first, but by the end. You well, I, I became sold when you gave me a clip it and you were doing your impression. I was in. So this, okay. Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, 80s. He's actually the, so he was part of the, the Gambino crime family. He was yep. the underboss for John Gotti. So okay. John Gotti, Teflon Don, he actually turns on John Gotti in the end and goes into witness protection. But this is an old... 70s and 80s uh, gangster. gangster from Brooklyn, basically just telling stories. It's story after story. There's no intermediary. There's nobody asking him questions. This is a throwback to a different era. He's a phenomenal, and I'm, yeah. you're rubbing off on me, fantastic, yeah. <laughs> let's say, fantastic storyteller. And it is incredible. I'm just listening to the part where they kill Paul Castellano, who was like the boss of all bosses. He sets it up. It's riveting stuff. This is the podcast that everybody's didn't even know they wanted, yeah. but it's here. Well, they could be like me right now and say, thanks, Matt. That's great. You got to give us your impression. You got to give us a clip it because the clip it's what sold me. I was kind of like, I don't know. Do I want to listen to this? And then when you, you, you gave me the clip it with, <laughs> with the accent and, and the, no, no, I can't, you okay. know what it's don't listen to it when kids are around. That's okay. all I'll say. Okay. It's kind of like Sopranos, but kind of like, you me, know, yeah, even fiction Sopranos. Yeah. And even a little bit, uh, well, I, I can tell you that, that I'm watching casino for the first time ever. I'm about halfway through on Netflix. And I mean, that's kind of got me into this, you know, American, you know, New York gangster mindset. And every Christmas, I don't get through the whole thing, but I try to every Christmas. And don't ask me why I watch Sopranos like season one. And I try to get through all nine. I don't get through all of them, but I try, but it's episode after episode after episode. That's still my favorite show of all time. It's a great show. You were, you were telling me earlier, and this might be, uh, might be putting some age on us that you would go to the Rogers video the Rogers, rent. the Rogers video at you, and I think it was second or first, right in kits. And you would get episode after episode by I, video. The DVDs, yeah, the yeah. DVDs. This is aging me when it was coming out, and I said the most frustrating thing was you'd return because there'd be two or three episodes on the DVD, and the next one was rented already. The frustration. Oh my god! You can't even imagine having to wait for a couple of days for anything now. You're probably sitting there thinking, like, what shoe size is this guy that took my DVD? <laughs> Absolutely. But Corey, before we cut to our talk with Brian Pilbeam, I think we have a sponsor this week. Do we yeah, not? Yeah, we do. Al and the team over at Impact Commercial Group with over 50 years combined lending experience for all your commercial lending needs. Visit them at impactcommercial.ca. And I think we have a second sponsor today. The show is sponsored by the word phenomenal. <laughs> and the letter p yeah exactly exactly all right guys enjoy our great episode here with brian pilbeam vice president invictus properties in kamloops absolutely enjoy 
All right, so we're here with Brian Pilbeam, Vice President Invictus Properties in Kamloops. Brian, how are you doing this morning? I'm very well, Corey. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, th- thanks so much for for taking the time this morning, Brian. Maybe can we start by you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Thank you. So uh lived in Kamloops for 10 years. I'm a prairie kid, born in Saskatoon, uh, grew up in Winnipeg, went to the University of Manitoba and got into the hotel industry originally for me and, you know, was, was working in Winnipeg there uh, with some great companies, had an opportunity to move to to Whistler, which I did in, in the early 2000s. And we lived in Whistler for about eight years and in Pemberton and then moved to uh, to Kamloops for this opportunity, working wow. with uh, this originally a hotel property and uh, commercial developments uh, thereafter. So a bit of a winding road, as many of us have taken, but it's been uh, it's been a great uh, journey though, so far and look forward to uh, continuing to make Kamloops my home and my family loves it here. Well, I, I didn't realize you're from Winnipeg, so definitely don't listen to our last episode because Matt and Adam are also from Winnipeg, and I was giving them a bad time how Matt was sitting out there with mosquitoes and no running water I, in Manitoba. I just got back from Winnipeg. <laughs> Fantastic yeah, I spot. Did, I actually did hear some of that for sure, and it was literally as I was driving back from Winnipeg because we were probably <laughs> there at the same time, Matt, and I uh, had a great chance, and it's the first time I've driven back since we moved here, so I had lots of time for for podcasts and reflection. And, you know, we're proud of our provincial bird, the mosquito. But yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, fortunately, we didn't see too much of it the week that I was there. It, it, they managed to stay away for the most part. Yeah. So, Brian, you have a, an interesting kind of backstory for sure. I'm wondering, you know, moving from, it sounds like the prairies to Whistler makes a lot of sense to me, Whistler to Pemberton, and then you move to Kamloops. What excited you about Kamloops moving from, mm-hmm. you know, what, one of the most beautiful spots being Whistler. I mean, Kamloops is a great place, but can you talk about what you saw in terms of opportunities in Kamloops? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great question. Certainly not the first time I've been asked to that because we were there just as the Olympics was announced. We stayed through the Olympics at that time and we absolutely loved it there. You're right. What an amazing place to live and to enjoy. And we still love going back. We'll do that in a few weeks again. This was about an opportunity for me. You know, I spent one night in Kamloops and that was during the move out here and overnight. We did have friends that had lived here before and they always spoke well of it. But, it, you know, to be candid, it wasn't somewhere that I circled on the map and said, that's our next move or where we next to be. So as some things happened in our industry, you know, did get the calls from recruiters and headhunters. And quite frankly, you know, I didn't see it as the right opportunity for me at first. But it was only when they called back and said, can we tell you more about the company and the plans for it that, that I obviously listened and heard more. And, you know, I worked for an amazing family-owned business that has had plans to, to grow this. And we have so far, both in terms of a second hotel, which we added, and, and now other commercial developments. And then, you know, the, the clincher to it all, guys, I think, in some respects, was about the community. So I knew it would be a great opportunity as far as what I could go and, and, and work with. But uh, the key one to me is I finished up my interview with the owner, a gentleman by the name of Peter Armstrong, Peter said to me, I guess what's great about Kamloops is, you know, you can be at your office at quarter after three in the afternoon and, you know, your child, and I had two young daughters at the time and I've, I've since got a son as well. Your child, you know, can have a sporting event or some sort of an event and you can be anywhere in the city in 10 minutes and then you can go back to work. And, and he looked at me and said, I don't know what that's worth to you. And, you know, my daughters were three and five at the time and I was just, you know, kind of getting into that activity piece with them just starting school. And I took, you know, two hours to drive back up the Sea to Sky Highway and back home to Pemberton thinking about that. And and he was right. You know, I, I can't tell you what I've been able to to not miss and what I've, I've been able to do while enjoying an incredible community. So, yeah, I've been in my office. I've run over to the to the school five or 10 minutes away, seen my daughter's first baskets, watch basketball games, 
you know, my other daughter running track at, at the university at Thompson Rivers University. You know, uh, my wife's called me, said they're, they're marshalling. They're going to run in 15, 20 minutes. I can run over. I can drive over there in five minutes, park, see that and go back to work. That's a pretty amazing opportunity and way to, to live your life. And so we've just really enjoyed the community. It's an amazing community, incredible energy, a great way to have a quality life and balance. And we've all got, you know, we've got all these amenities at our fingertips too. You know, we've got a, a lot of amenities of a, of a, not a large city, but a little bit larger for sure than, than a small community. And we can be, you know, 45 minutes to Sun Peaks. We can be 45 minutes to an hour to the shoe swaps. So you guys tell me as we start to stack it up, it sounds pretty good, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like texting Matt right now to sell my house. I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that, so I, I agree with Corey. It seems like Kamloops is a, is an exciting spot. It's, it's interesting in the last year or two, we've talked a lot on, on our podcast and, and on the commercial real estate podcast as well about all these areas in BC that seem to be exploding, right? Like Victoria seems to be changing quite quickly. Uh, and there's a lot of exciting opportunities there. Kelowna, of course, as everybody knows, is had a just banana year. And I was there and it seemed to, like the community had kind of transformed, that, like felt much more cosmopolitan than it used to. Kamloops is kind of that, that third community that we mentioned. But I, I mean, at least in my mind, I don't know as much about kind of where Kamloops is at. I guess apart from you know, what we just talked about, like, what are you excited about when it comes to Kamloops, Brian? Yeah, I, I think you, you, phased, you phrased that very well, actually. And, and even for me, not having lived here before at the time, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, along with Vancouver, it, we knew we wanted to stay in BC and it was Kelowna or Victoria were the two that were jumping out at us. So not a surprise that those have taken off as well. We didn't know much about it. And quite frankly, a lot, a lot still don't. You know, it's the tournament capital of Canada. There's an amazing, you know, infrastructure of facilities that are here that, uh, you know, not only our children and but uh, enjoy, but certainly those from around that come to enjoy those those amenities that are here. It's got a growing business district, a place that's there already. And you know what I would say about the business community here is is it's very professional but unpretentious. And so, you know, it's a, a tremendously welcoming group, engaged group. We've been welcomed. We continue to see others that that have that same opportunity and, and enjoyment when they get here. So that sense of community is definitely here at the same time, having the amenities, you know, the, and those that are growing as well in that too. So that's really what we like. It's still reasonably affordable. I mean, we've seen an uptick in our residential prices like everybody else has for sure. Commercial a little bit only due to the nature of, you know, costs for building and, and supplies and materials, but it still has a tremendous amount of potential. And, and you know, that's always a loaded word in terms of potential, but yeah, you know, we've got a, a very progressive university here with a student base, very progressive chamber of commerce and, and a city and city council that really, you know, wants to encourage development and growth. So we think it's really well positioned, not only geographically to do well, but a, a great climate. And, you know, it's got a lot of urban adventure and urban recreation really at our fingertips. So I think it's a great combination for people who are looking for something a little different, something a little more. And, and we know that, that it's only going to grow. Well, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on, Brian, was the exciting project that Invictus is doing downtown there, the Hive development. William Wright Commercial, obviously, we're very, very bullish on Kamloops. You know, Kamloops in that project there that you guys are doing will be our sixth brokerage office opening uh, next year, towards the end of the year, early the, the following year at some point. Can you maybe sort of tell us a little bit more of what the Hive is? What was the inspiration behind it? How is it done so far and where is it going? Because for us, 
looking from the outside and not being in Kamloops, it looks like a game changer for the downtown there. And it's a beautifully well-designed building. You know, it seems like it has to, uh, the absolute perfect location downtown. Can you tell us all about it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, thank you, Corey. And, and we are as excited as, as you. And, you know, we think that, quite frankly, we needed something like this to continue to attract more leading professional firms like yours uh, to the market because Kamloops hadn't seen any major commercial developments in over 20 years, as far as Class A goes, I mean, there was lots of smaller ones and, and retail and different pieces, but not a Class A commercial office building. And and quite frankly, you know, there's a number of reasons for it. One of them was, you know, some some city policy that didn't encourage it or allow for it to make financial sense. But you know, our current council, as I mentioned before, is is much more focused on that now to make sure that they can help developers to um, to make the numbers work uh, yeah. as we start to create this. So the hive for us is really. You know, it's the first phase of the hive that we're doing, but it's really the third phase of our vision here at Invictus to create an upscale business district with leading communities and amenities uh, in Kamloops. So the first phase for us was when we have and we operated a, an independent hotel. It was was called Hotel 540, and, and previous to that, it was, if anyone knows Kamloops, known as the Stockman's Hotel. There's a name back from the 60s and sort of a really reflective of, of what this region was at the time. But for us, we were able to work with the uh, a tenant that we had at the time that had about 15,000 square feet of space. It was on the east end of the building, the commercial portion. Uh, and it wasn't really a fit for us, wasn't really a fit for them and what they wanted to do in growing their business. So we allowed them and worked with them to work with the city to, to rezone and to move to a different location, which worked for them. And then we took that space, uh, as I promised the city when we would, uh, we would when we were uh, in front of council, took redid the facade of the building and, and worked with uh, a leading company. So our first one uh, to work with KPMG, an accounting firm, of course, everybody knows, to make it their Kamloops home. So it's about 15,000 square feet. East end of the building, new facade, an amazing, like really the best office space in Kamloops once they got in there. So that was kicking it off for us. At the same time, we had developed on the east end of the building, so kind of booking, ending a ho the hotel I alluded to, with a facility called Centerpoint, which is a mediation and arbitration purpose-built facility. It was a need, really a leading facility, quite frankly, and I would say in, in the province in Canada, as we've been told. And it was on the other side. And so we, we sort of bookended our hotel with that. And then the third piece for us, the second piece rather, in, in terms of that phase, was to take the hotel that we operated and we were quite happy with, but push it another level to make sure it was really the, the, the focal point and the attraction of the development. So we signed a franchise agreement with Marriott Hotels, became a Delta Hotel by Marriott. And following $11 million renovation, we opened that in June of 2019. Uh, and very, very pleased. You know, it's got an amazing restaurant, bar, meeting facilities. And we knew that we would build that around that as the amenities. So that's where the hive came in. This is the first office building that we have in there as well. Uh, so once we started to, to develop that piece, we uh, acquired really at the same time four other surface parking lots that were on the square block that we had between Victoria Street and Lansdowne. So we've got four developer lots. The first is the hive, uh, one commercial office building. And we knew that building around the amenities of the hotel Adding, you know, leading companies to that would just make, you know, a, a real emerging a professional district that uh, uh, we felt could be continued to develop. And that would be the future phases. Uh, can you speak to who's bought or leased in it? Because I think it's, you know, if we're very impressed to see who you guys have got up there and who's sort of entering this building. Can you speak to who those purchasers and yeah. those tenants will be so far in the first launch? 
Yeah, absolutely. So again, Corey, it was our, our intent was to to create a space that leading companies would would be attracted to and, and put the facilities into the building, you know, that they would be attracted to as well. So our first was our anchor tenant, Urban Systems, which took the top two floors. So Urban is a, a you know, a, a national company, a large company, but has their head office in Kamloops. And so they really needed something fantastic during the engineering and city planning. So they became our anchor tenant. And then, of course, very pleased to have William Wright join there, another leading commercial real estate service company. So pleased to, to have them. A great local law firm, McMillan, McMillan Dubo, putting in there. So we've got a law firm that is going in. They do a great job as well. And then the Business Development Bank of Canada has uh, moved their office into the building too. So another you know uh, amazing tenant. We know that's going to be a great uh, piece to it. Small businesses uh, will fill some of the ground floor and the commercial as well. So we've got a, a boutique dentistry office in Smile Dentistry that has an office here and is adding a second. And we're just on the verge, well, we've basically, we aren't quite ready to announce it, but just on the verge of finalizing a, a new lease with a, a leading financial services company. And we've got more to finish out the building as well. So it, it's a real exciting group, as I mentioned, both uh, the brands that we had before in terms of the hotel, KPMG, and then those that are going into Hive One. Now, do you think there's like, you know, I was really impressed to see those type of tenants. And obviously I'm not, not, not including us, but I mean like BDC and that stuff that sort of gravitated and came in right away. Is it because there's not maybe a building or an office building built to the spec yet in Kamloops? And that was maybe a, a market that's sort of been untapped. And then once you sort of started, people came. Yeah, we think so. We think that was part of it. We knew, you know, we, we've been we've been at this for a number of years in the planning stages to see what, you know, if the market demand would be there. And, and that was, you know, sort of the biggest concern as we worked through this. And therefore, yeah, it became very much a chicken and the egg. You know, we weren't able to, we knew we didn't want to go out and build this and, and see who would come. There's just too much risk in that. Uh, at the same time, once it did start happening, and we saw momentum, once you start coming out of the ground and the construction is actually happening, of course, and that's when the momentum builds. So, yeah, we've had a number of our tenants uh, and some that have moved some to, to town, some that have you've alluded to as well that were in town, and it was their mandate to be in the best facility available and, and to make sure that it was in a, a great location in the heart of the business district. So I think it's a bit of both. I think, you know, there was the desire to come to Kamloops without the facility, but just no facilities here for them to really have the footprint that they needed. And then once it was built, it is starting to attract others as well. And we hope that only continues. We're, we feel it will. In terms of in terms of sales, there's still units available, as I understand. Like, are you? Can you speak to where you are in in the process, the sales process? Yeah, for sure. So we we are not finished uh, construction yet. So that we expect to be done uh, later this year and, and opening in January. Uh, we're pretty close to seventy percent leased up and and a few strata title units in there that have been sold. So we're entertaining both opportunities. We still have a couple of ground floor plates, commercial units that we are um, talking to to some operators on. They're as small as 1,100 to 1,500 square feet. And then on our second floor, still a few office spaces that will range from two to 5,000 square feet. So the building's pretty close to 60,000 square feet in total. And we've got uh, heated underground parking below that, of course, not included. And then still some um, uh, some office, some some units that are available for the remaining 30% of the building. And based on that success, and that's, that's a great percentage because a lot of times too, you see sometimes in these, I don't say sm slower markets or smaller towns, is until the product becomes standing product, like completed, people can physically touch it or see it. It takes a lot of time to get momentum in sales and to have that type of occupancy already is phenomenal in my opinion. Based on that success, what does the next phase of the hive look like? Has that created confidence in the ownership group that that's building number two is in planning and coming to fruition? Or is that... Let's get this up. Let's see how it goes before we sort of put the shovels in the ground next door. 
Yeah, well, I mean, certainly COVID had uh, an impact to our plans. And that was just really uncertainty, right? I mean, everyone's spoken of like, what's office space going to look like in the future? Uh, how will that work? You know, is everyone wanting what they used to? We were really pleased and, and we're very grateful that uh, those that had committed to us have stuck with us. You know, we've lost nobody through this. In fact, I think a lot of people are rethinking what their office space is going to look like. And some of the, the items that we included in there, you know, is going to fit the market for what people are looking for. We had things like end of trip facilities, you know, for with, with proper you know bike storage and shower and change room, some of these items so that people, you know, maybe don't work there every day, as we talk about, but perhaps they're doing a hybrid office back and forth and they want to remain in their healthy lifestyles and so on. So to answer your question, I guess to come back to that, yeah, the success of this one has given us greater confidence. We know that because there hasn't been anything like this in Kamloops and with the uncertainty of COVID, it was a little bit slower to come to. But we're now seeing as this building's filling up and completing, we already have interest in a second building. And so we're working on plans for that now. And, you know, we'll look to probably start on that very soon. That was that certainly always was our plan. And we're pleased with where we're at now that we can continue on it. So it's an exciting time for us. And that second building, will that be for sale and or for lease? Or is is there been a decision made at this point? Or is it kind of just let's put it out there and see what comes? Yeah, I think the second. Yeah, our intent originally was to to lease out the building completely, but there was some interest in sales. And we saw that with the right companies, that would be the right fit. And so we've done a little bit of that. And the second building, I, I don't see us changing that in any way. So, you know, if, if the lease is filled a building, that's okay. If there's some people that... Uh, you know, want to purchase their unit, then we would certainly entertain that and would plan that to be that part of our development as well. Brian, you mentioned COVID a few times, and of course, we've talked a lot about it on our show. Uh, what what struck me about, I guess, your professional story is, is you've spent a lot of time in the hotel industry, the tourism industry, and then bringing this project to fruition. Presumably, it started prior to COVID and you've kind of had to weather the storm with the hotel there. Can you talk a little bit about basically how you guys weathered weathered the storm in COVID? Did you lose any sleep? How Kamloops has done? Just broadly thinking about, you know, the challenging last year and a half. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wear a few hats uh, as many of us do. And, and one of them is as the general manager of the, the Delta Hotel here. And I've got an amazing team that supports me that allows me to work on different parts of our business, which, which is great. So we have absolutely been impacted like most around uh, well, the world uh, in terms of hotels. Right. We did close, you know, June, sorry, it was uh, March, March of uh, 2020, uh, when everything was ramping up, we did close for about three months until June. We felt it was the right thing to do for you know our employees' safety, for uh, our guest safety, and and just the uncertainty that was there. So that was very difficult. We had just come off of a a major renovation to reposition ourselves, as, a, as suggested earlier, as a Delta less than a year earlier. So it was a second closure because we had to close to do the major reno. And yeah, last summer, you know, there was a little bit of business, but it was very hard through the winter again. I mean, everyone was going back to the banks and to the lenders to to add more to it just to stay in business. So you know, there's the financial impact for sure. And, and we did all we could to weather through that. And we're supportive of some government programs that helped and certainly our lenders that also helped. But it's the people, you know, we've got over 100 people that work in this hotel to be impacted in such a way as so many were. It's not certainly just our industry, but it was absolutely devastating to the industry. Not sure what the recovery looks like on this. We we aren't out of this yet. We said continue to go into the waves of up and down. So it's very fragile. You know, there's a lot of of debt that's been taken on by most uh, uh, hotels around the world. And, you know, in BC, uh, again, another hat I wear is as the, the chair of the BC Hotel Association. So I know a little bit about the, 
the, the story and, and the landscape in BC, most of the hotels that you see and go around to in, in BC and, and other parts of Canada are independently owned. So they're not owned by the franchise flag that's uh, on, on the outside, typically, or bigger companies. There are certainly some, but many are independently owned by families. And it's been devastating. So it's been really, really hard. We're pleased now with some of the provincial and again, considering where we're at right now, who knows what's going to happen with us as case numbers start to go up again. But, you know, with the provincial government to, to be able to start to open up a little bit, that's caused for some excitement here now in, in, in the summer. And uh, we've had tremendous pickup and business and people start you know, excited to, to start traveling again. For us in Kamloops, to your question, you know, we we continue to uh, unfortunately have some uh, some major headwinds against us. I look outside my window here. We've got an awful lot of smoke. I know that's in most parts of the province, but we're really in the center of the forest fire area. So that's been difficult. So there's lots of reasons to complain or be struggling. We're just grateful to be where we're at right now. It's been a difficult time, but we know that better days ahead are are there as we sort of step out of this pandemic, hopefully soon, and starts to ease up. And then the horrible forest fires and so many families that have been devastated by that. You know, Brian, just thinking about that, you know, the the challenges, I think, of in, in Kamloops, but also elsewhere in the province, especially this summer with the, you know, it's like the double whammy of COVID and, and the forest fires. It seems like there's a general optimistic sentiment, I think, in at least I, that's my takeaway from this talk, but also just generally whenever we speak to anyone about the future of Kamloops. Clearly, the hive seems like an opportunity and and William Wright has taken advantage of it without thinking about the hive, but just generally in Kamloops for kind of the mom and pop commercial investors that listen to this show. Do you have any thoughts on other opportunities in Kamloops? Like what looks exciting there for commercial real estate investors apart from the hive? Yeah, I, I think there's certainly, we welcome uh, more investment here and, and, and others to, to, to come to Kamloops. You know, I think everyone in the retail world is reinventing some of their spaces that they have, the shopping malls and so on. And, and, and we're not any different here. We've, we've seen some of that and we see some tremendous retail uh, go into the mall that's here after some of the bigger box uh, stores or the bigger stores had stepped out. You know, the market will dictate again, I think, what the demands will be for some of the commercial and office space. We feel bullish on it as as you do. I think that that's going to continue to go. But, you know, there is going to be room for it throughout the city as well, not just downtown, but in other parts. You know, the industrial play and uh, industrial space, you know, we we as a company actually uh, like to use the term all roads lead to Kamloops. And it's really because of the geography that's there. And it's true. You, know, you come down Highway 5 from Jasper and Edmonton, you have TransCanada coming from you know Calgary and, and the Rockies that way, and then Vancouver. So it's really an intersection. It's a great location for logistics uh, in that way as well. So you know we've got a, a growing opportunity, I think, in some of the industrial lands and the parks that we have for, for growth and for companies that are looking at it that way. And then anything related to rail, you know, we've got CN and CP both coming through here as well. So, you know, we've got our, our own airport, which, you know, we hope to grow and be busier as well. So uh, all of the the access and the amenities to the area, I think, give the, the real positives to what's here. And we're seeing a, a huge amount of residential being built. And we know that, you know, with that supported, there needs to be great commercial and office as well. So, you know, we know that our university has plans on development and, you know, we, we, we talk to them uh, regularly as well. So there's going to be some development that happens in that area. And also downtown, you would think, is a huge untapped opportunity because there is uh, some land available for redevelopment. Where Kamloops is a bit restricted uh, is on some of the, the geography in terms of where you can develop because we've got a lot of rolling hills and different places there. But it's a beautiful part of, of our province. COVID obviously has sort of 
changed and maybe people rethink and you kind of touched a little bit on that earlier. Is there any industries that you guys are seeing upticks in that COVID has spurred that maybe could be potential growth and expansion for the cannabis market that maybe these type of industries weren't as thriving pre-COVID as they seem to be now? Yeah, well, we've got an amazing partner in in the Hive. A&T Project Developers are a construction and development company. So we work with them because we like to work with the the best, you know, the best companies that are there. And so they, they, they're just true craftsmen at what they do. So from that, and, and in talking through them, we know how busy they are in some other initiatives and some of the construction as well. So we know that the construction industry has done extremely well as being part of that. That's been a, a real positive as well. And also the professional firms. We deal with, you know, the accounting firms, some of the law firms, everybody that we talk to in our circles, both our tenants and partners and, and those around town, a lot of them have never been busier and having a hard time keep up. Now, part of that may right. be the struggle for um, people. We're all struggling for people and good people to bring in to, to make sure it all. But I think just the the excitement of what's ahead, to your point, I think on you know what the future will bring, not only for this city, but for, for our province, I think is very well positioned. So there's a lot of transactions happening, a lot of business is happening, and, and, and it's a lot of sales of business is starting to move back and forth. So I think it's just an overall, you know, the rising tide floats all boats. I don't think there's any one that's jumping out. I think from construction to the professional firms, engineers, architects, all of those are extremely busy. So there is opportunity for other companies in those fields to come to town because there's a lot of business to be had. Brian, you mentioned, uh, you know, the that a lot of people think of Kelowna and Kamloops, uh, mentioning them in the same breath uh, and have kind of a, a conception that they're similar cities. Obviously, they're distinct places, but can you speak a little bit more about about the differences and what makes Kamloops unique? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, the um, uh, you know, I'll start by saying I love Kelowna. You know, I, I, I would absolutely live there. I think it's a great place to both visit and, and to live, and we've got lots of friends that we know absolutely love it there, too. The difference is, I think, you know, it's a natural because they're you know, two hours or less apart. Both start with K, Similar climates, uh, you know, very similar climates, I think, as far as our weather goes. But, you know, while they were pretty similar sizes, you know, 30 years ago, uh, Kona's definitely taken a bigger boom uh, in development uh, because it's a great place to be uh, and taken off uh, well ahead of Kamloops. And so with that, you know, what, what we've seen there is certainly some congestion in, in traffic. I know people will talk an awful lot about that. Uh, we don't have that in Kamloops. I, I laugh when people say Kamloops rush hour. I, I don't really know what that means. It's uh, you know might mean that you're you're ten or twelve yards, ten or twelve cars deep at a, a traffic light, but you're certainly not waiting for that light two or three times to go through. So you know I think there's there's things like just the the uh, congestion of, of city. Kamloops is great for that. It's very open, very easy to get around. The price point for entry, you know, particularly in residential market, is is much more appealing in Kamloops as well. So I think that's a real opportunity. And the greatest one, you know, I would truly say is, uh, and this is nothing against Kona or other cities, but really something that I love about Kamloops and why I want to stay. I didn't think I always would. What's grown on me is is that true sense of friendly community, collaborative peace. And we've got a tremendous volunteer base that's here. There's a reason why, you know, it's the tournament capital of Canada that we get a tremendous amount of sporting events and different events that come here. It's because of that sense of community, the very quiet and humble pride that people have in their city. Those are some of the real great selling features, I think, that, that Kamloops has. And, you know, it's got a, a real progressive university. It's got some of the, you know, some great retail and restaurants and pieces, but it's easy to get around and the people are amazing. So who's going to raise a memorial banner first in the next 10 years, the Blazers or the Rockets? 
Yeah, we've been robbed the last couple of years. The Blazers have had some amazing teams and, and COVID's taken that away. But, you know, BC Champs this past year, uh, you know, they, they graduated some great uh, players in the last couple of years, but they've got a lot of great young ones coming again. So the Blazers are an awful lot of fun, pride of the city. Uh, and yeah, we are on to a Memorial Cup here in the next three years. You can mark my words. Sounds like a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> If not, as free- close as it can get from a guy standing in an office through, uh, a mile away. Yeah. yeah. So, so you heard it here, folks. First, folks, if the Blazers do not raise the Memorial Cup banner in Kamloops next three years, free stays at the Mar- the Delta Marriott <laughs> yeah. downtown. So, I guess it's sort of a last question. If you can look into your crystal ball, where's Kamloops ten years from now? What industries are thriving? Population growth, maybe. What, what's next on the horizon for Kamloops? Because I know there's a lot of exciting stuff and a lot of things that we see looking from the outside in, we're very excited for. What do you guys see locally? Where's Kamloops yeah. 10 years down the road? Yeah, I, I think it's continuing to build on where we've come from. Yeah, we're very excited for uh, for the future of Kamloops. You know, we've seen the, the population steadily grow. You know, we're now at about that 100,000 marker. Uh, and with that, you know, brings a lot of companies who are looking at cities of that size and bigger. So we know that that's just going to continue to build on the momentum. We feel that we're really well positioned here with the development of the Hive to continue to develop the future phases of it. That's going to allow for more companies to come and, and, and have Class A office space that they want with the amenities that are at their fingertips. Uh, you know, one of the things I haven't touched on, too, is just the, the number of, of, of great restaurants and, and, and brew pubs that are within steps, you know, of, of what this Hive Developments has. So we think that it's going to be a great balance for people in their lives, you know, with their 10-minute their commute home and and sort of be able to walk and, and be around. So it's going to be more of the same. I think, you know, we will see continued development residentially because it offers a great balance for life. And, and again, the the price point is still reasonably decent to get in compared to other parts of the province. And then on the recreation side, you know, between the tournament capital brand that the city has created uh, and people's uh, enthusiasm for getting out and, and being part of the outdoor adventure that's really within the city and at the fingertips of it all, it's going to allow, allow it to grow. So next five years, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see us grow another 20%. You know, I think it's wow. be up to 120,000 people. Those are the sorts of numbers that we're starting to see with people and the city to, uh, you know, move it forward. You know, we don't compete with Kelowna in a lot of respects. You know, a lot of people say, think of them as similar cities. They're very different cities. Kelowna, I love. It's got a great place for it, as there are other cities around. I think people that are looking for the right mix of, of that balance of life with a progressive business environment and a, a reasonable cost of doing business that's convenient everywhere, uh, Kamloops is a good fit for them. Brian, we have a, a what we call the MLG six-pack. It's six lighthearted questions we ask our guests so we kind of get to know you a little bit more outside of the office. Do you have a okay. few more minutes to hang out with us? Absolutely. Love to. So the MLG six pack is brought to you by McMillan Law Group for all your commercial legal needs from commercial leases to commercial closings. Please visit them at mlglaw.ca. All right. I'll let Matt lead it off here, Brian, with you. Okay. So the first question for you, Brian, favorite movie. Ah, there's so many good ones. Having listened to some of your podcasts, I hate to uh, have a repeat on this, but I know it's been mentioned before, but I I just got to go with my favorite. I watch it every time it's on Shawshank Redemption. It's just too much in there, too good not to to be honest and see that's number one. Yeah, Great great movie. That that is a good one. I'm going to ask you a question here, and this could be rhetorical. Favorite vacation spot, considering that you did work in Whistler for so long? (laughs) Well, I love going to Whistler. We're very fortunate, guys, to be living in BC. Oh, I mean, you yeah. know, it's just, you know, whether we were in Whistler and traveling around different spots or where we are here now, we, our family loves just traveling, you know, whether it's onto the island, South Okanagan, different parts of the country. So yeah, BC has got to be right up there. But if I was to leave BC, 
I would have to say Costa Rica right now. You know, we had a, a great, an amazing opportunity when we were renovating this hotel to uh, take some time off. And so my family had the, a great chance to go to Costa Rica for a month. Uh, oh, in particular, wow. the, yeah, in particular, you know, the Pacific uh, side of it all. Wow. Um, just an incredible country, beautiful, easygoing. The people are amazing. I can't wait to go back. Pura Vida, as they say. Pura Vida. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the right way to live. A favorite quote or words to live by, Brian? Um, you know, I, I, for years, I would always use the quote by Henry Ford, uh, which I'm sure people have heard before, but, you know, I would tell our employees uh, this all the time. So it's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Uh, and I think, you know, to, to, to have that is, is always one that I've, I've always wanted to live by and share with other people. But I heard a great one the other day, actually, I got to think of it now really quick that I loved because um, we're very big in our company on, on on developing and promoting of our culture. So this was um, something effective, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And it's not to diminish strategy, uh, but it just shows the important part of, of culture in it all. So I like that one as well that I'm, I'm kind of starting to adopt. It's funny you say that. I was talking to somebody outside of the podcast. And they had mentioned the podcast and they brought up the MLG six pack. And that was the exact same quote that they told me that they're like, if any like, this is a great quote. Maybe one of your guests will say it. So we're, ah, really? we're, we're, we're kind of similar at William Wright commercial where we're all about corporate culture and we've got quotes. Every office has a different inspirational quote on it. So that's, that's a great quote right there. Yeah. I love it. It's something I'm, I, I enjoy most and, and, and probably most proud of quite frankly, is you, uh, you got to love whom you work with and the totally. way it is. Just, we spend all our time here. It's too important. Yeah. Company culture is is the exact thing that I think companies, they forget about. And they also forget that, you know, your best assets in any business are your people. And if you don't create a good culture for them, they're not going to stay. Yeah. And, and it's one of the great concerns, uh, sorry, guys, too, but that, that I had quite honestly, but also I think companies are realizing as well as when, um, you know, when people are working from home and, and when, when you don't have that camaraderie and the water cooler discussions and the collaboration that, that is so important for almost every business, there's some exceptions, but most are like that, uh, you miss that. And that's where, you know, commercial office space that's done the right way uh, is so key. Totally culture. Totally absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Favorite band or song? This is the loaded question here that reveals everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could take that a lot of different ways. There's a lot of guilty pleasures out there that I will probably not share. No judgment. Uh, no judgment. Matt, okay. li Matt listens to Backstreet Boys before I, we, we hit just the record button. We just had, we just had a guest that cited that. the Backstreet um, Boys. But you know what? Good good Canadian kid. I've seen them probably a dozen times in concert. Unfortunately, won't anymore. But uh, Canadian kid in my 40s. Is there any other band than the Tragically Hip? I think so. I'm a big hip fan. I think that's where I'd have to say. Staple. Staple. Yeah, absolutely. One book you would recommend to everyone listening? Um, doesn't have to be a business book. Doesn't have to be a business book. Well, I, uh, I read a lot of business books uh, and a lot of read a, continue, a lot of personal uh, improvement development books as well. I'm going to probably take this a little different than maybe the typical ones for this viewers or viewers, pardon me, your listeners. Um, I'm going to say it was uh, something I read not too long ago uh, called Think Like a Monk, and it's by Jay Shetty. So it's a little bit out there in terms of your own personal development and pieces, but uh, I think it gave me great perspective on it. So it's, yeah, Think Like a Monk. You know, you know what's funny is is uh, Jordan McDonald, who was our last guest, had recommended a book uh, called, I think it was called Extreme Ownership, and it all talks That's about the Navy SEALs, which is, which I, I, I after, after he recommended it, I downloaded it. It's a great book. But I took my assistant's phone 
and I downloaded it on her phone. And the book that she was listening to was the one you just mentioned there about Think, uh, like, Think a like a Monk. That what, was the book uh, she was listening what, to. What on is her phone. just? I've never heard of this book. Is this? Uh, what, can you give like a two sentence synopsis of of the idea? Yeah, I'm really curious now that. that yeah, yeah, sure. It, well, it's funny that you say so extreme. Uh, so I can take a tangent if I may. Extreme ownership is the one I just finished reading a uh, day before yesterday, and that's by a guy at uh, Navy Seal Jocko Willink. Yep, uh, is his name, and so yeah, this is almost on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, for sure, I think, uh, in some ways, anyway. Um, so Jay Shetty was a guy who grew up in, in London, England, uh, you know, and, and uh, when he was 18 or so, heard this monk speak at university. And so went off and, and trained with the monks in India. Uh, first, it was just summers, and then he spent three years there. And um, at the end of it all, just the principles and practices they learned of, of everything from meditation to just you know, humility in the way they live and, and service. I mean, it's a, it's a life of service. Uh, is is what that sort of had brought them to, and so um, his, his, you know, in, in in him sort of finishing up his time there, uh, a monk said to him, you know, Jay, um, the things you've learned here are going to change your life, but I think your real value and your real mission is to take this to the world, and and so he's done that. He's got a tremendously uh, popular uh, podcast. He he interviews great great people that are on there. Um, and it just takes the principles of, of, of a monk and, and the way that they live and applies it to, to our world. And it's wow. a pretty fascinating read. It's one of those that you read about five or six pages and you just got to put down and ponder. So um, wow. I really enjoyed reading it. Interesting. It makes me think of Leonard Cohen, who I think went into a monastery or something in his 70s. And I, I read something years ago about it where, you know, Leonard Cohen was sweeping the floor and things like that in his 70s in a monastery. And you're thinking, yeah, all right. Yeah, this is very uh, similar. Very similar practices of how they've done that and the humility in which they live with and, and how that's, uh, can, we could all benefit from at times. Last question for you, Brian, a piece of advice you'd maybe give our listeners and we'll tailor it to you that maybe someone who's looking to invest in the Kamloops marketplace, what's a piece of advice from someone local there, boots on the ground and then building, you know, in the beautiful project that you guys are? Um, I, <laughs> I think for us, it's really just looking at the big picture of everything. You know, I think we can all get get hung up uh, in um, the numbers of things, and those are always always going to be very important. Um, you know, things like location of a business; those are always going to be extremely important. Um, but the, you know, I think the world's changed a little bit. It's one of the things that we uh, have looked at doing, and and we know that what's important to people, uh, some of them are the same, and some of them have changed. And so, looking at the big picture, I think the value of it, as was done for me. You know, opening up the opportunity of how does this opportunity fit with my family life? Um, how does it fit with the recreation goals that we have and other pieces? I think just look at everything holistically as opposed to within the tunnel that we often do. Um, to take a step back, that 30,000 square, uh, 30,000 foot view, if you will, um, is always worth your time to make sure that there aren't any blind spots to your decision. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your time, Brian. And how can people find out more about what you're doing uh, at The Hive uh, and Invictus Properties more generally? Yeah, uh, thank you. So um, you can uh, look at The Hive. Uh, our website is The Hive Kamloops, uh, pretty intuitive, thehivecamloops.com. I'm sure if you Googled it, it would be on there as well. If you want to reach out to me at any time uh, at Invictus Properties, I would certainly welcome uh, that. Um, my email direct is Brian. Brian with a Y, as I used to go through saying, at InvictusProperties.com. Uh, we also have a website as well at Invictus Properties that highlights uh, some of our other holdings here in Kamloops. And um, uh, it's got some fun things, too. We've posted kind of the uh, the slow time development, uh, time, time lapse uh, of the building, too, which is fun just to watch it in and of itself. 
And um, yeah, come to Kamloops. We'd love to to have more uh, people uh, come to visit and, and invest in our city. Well, we're so excited to get our, our office open up there in the Hive uh, next year. And we're looking, we're so excited for what Kamloops has on the horizon. Brian, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. We know you're a really busy guy, but we appreciate you taking the time to educate our listeners more on what you're doing up there and Kamloops in general. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, gents, to you both. Uh, thanks for having me on and, and love your podcast. Uh, all the best and, and more uh, success along the way. Thanks, Brian. Thank we you. appreciate it. There you have it, folks. Our interview with Brian Pilbeam, Invictus Properties, Kamloops. As always, phenomenal. Great conversation uh, with Brian. Man, uh, operating at a high level, yep. uh, really interesting guy. And uh, and man, there's a lot lot to be excited about about Kamloops, that's for sure. Little known fact, though, Brian has traveled extensively over Western Canada. I think he was in Whistler before he went to Kamloops. But his heart lies in Winnipeg. He does. Uh, he, he does. He grew up, I think, if I remember correctly, born in Saskatoon, raised in Winnipeg. His wife, also from Winnipeg, graduated with my older brother, Secret. Small world. Same high school, same year. They know each other. Yeah, that we found out. All she remembers is him getting out of a locker, I think, that he'd been crammed into. But uh, they do remember each other fondly. Now, well, the shoved in a locker, was that a Scalina sort of like family tradition? It, it was. sounds like it was. you went through it. Adam, I'm <laughs> we, sure did. We, we've, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's a Scalina pastime we all, we all enjoyed uh, well, for I, at least three to four years. Well, you know, I mean, it may have been in the past and, you know, obviously our listeners, you know, can't see everybody. Adam lives at F45 now. Yeah. Inspired by Jordan McDonald. <laughs> this Adam shirtless this summer. Look out, look out. He ain't going in no more lockers. Let me no. tell you that. <laughs> What does that say about me? Uh, anyway, <laughs> we, es- we established you were Gumby a couple episodes ago. <laughs> moving, moving forward. Great talk with Brian. So glad he could be on the show. And what else do we have before we go? First of all, of course, this episode and all episodes of the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast live at the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com website where all things real estate in Vancouver and surrounding areas reside. Head over there, sign up for the Livewire especially. This is where you get commercial deals put in front of you. We've talked at great lengths about uh, some pre-sale opportunities in Langford in the industrial uh, space. That there is still available. So much more, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And how can people find out more about what you're doing over at William Wright, Corey? They can visit our website at WilliamWright.ca. They can call our Vancouver office anytime at 604-428-5255. Whether you're leasing or selling, Give us a call. We'll gladly put you in touch with a broker at any of our offices throughout the province. And they can always email me at Corey at WilliamWright.ca. Have a great week, guys. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe today.